WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Well, um, I know Jonathan had planned to be here today. We, he really is running all of the craft group companies and something has come up today that was really important. But he really serves as, he's like a equal partner to me in the running of the operations strategically. He's not involved in the day-to-day operations. He's helping me on an overall basis in the ownership uh, position and would have been here, but one of the other companies had an issue that was critical, and he's dealing with that. That was Robert Kraft earlier today talking about why Jonathan Kraft was not at the Gerard Mayo presser. This is hour number two of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEI. Are you buying any of that? Which what what part am I buying? That Jonathan Kraft was uh, <laughs> oh. somewhere else, some other business venture no. that he had to get called away to. Uh, no, no, as the, uh, as as they said, uh, would I buy that for a dollar? As they said in RoboCop, I would not. No, I have every reason to believe, as do you, fair listener, as do you, Rich Keefe, says yes. Grimey, and yes. anyone in the building, that Jonathan Kraft got a good feel for what Patriots fans were saying about him and his involvement. And the fact that he and Belichick did not get along and there was tension in the building the last couple of years. And most believe Jonathan wanted Bill out. Yeah. The anti-Bill sentiment would have reared its head further and prevented people from giving Gerard Mayo a chance to just not even present his plan. Just be himself today and make his own first impression as head coach of the Patriots. Yeah, I uh, the way my mind works, it then starts going the other way. You're like, all right, if he's not there. Clearly, he could have been there. I don't know what the hell's going on with these other companies or whatever else. Big TV whatever. behind him. They could have zoomed just, him in. He, well, he could have been there in person. I mean, what's more important to them <laughs> than the New England Patriots? But let's say, especially when Robert also says he's basically a co-owner. Like, he's basically do, he's an owner just like I am. Then you'd think he'd be there on that day. But then I do think they're probably sensitive to some of these reports and then what a lot of the fan base is thinking right now and how they're getting nervous about how it might be like some of these other owners around the league that get their hands too much into the player personnel or roster decisions, coaching decisions, everything else. And by him not being there, I kind of think it leads to some truth that like he is super involved and is going to be more involved now that Belichick isn't there because they're sensitive to it. If they were like, oh, whatever, that's just some people squawking about it, but it's not true. I thought he'd be up there because it was originally announced that he was going to be up there. Robert even said in that cut that, like, yeah, he was planning on being here, but, like, oh, man, he had to, he had an emergency that, you know, can't get into any specifics because there are no specifics, so we'll just stop there. Like, I yeah. just thought that was very strange. Something Of all the days for something important with one of the other companies to come up, and, you know, he's helping run all the other. Uh, okay. He, Do it he tomorrow. He well, maybe. Get there tomorrow. It's a lot on the plate for someone who's in his 80s right now yep. and should definitely, definitely be in the work smarter, not harder phase of his ownership and being a multi-billionaire. Jonathan is the one that should be ruthlessly running the operations right now. And if he is, maybe he does. He may not also. We haven't heard that much. We hear stuff from him like on the opposite radio station on the pregame show and whatnot. 
course, you're usually listening to Football Sunday here on EI. Right, of course. But, I've never missed a minute. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he's he been heavily involved for a long time. It's not sort of like this is some sort of new development as well. So No. All right. So here's some of the things that I threw together. So this is obviously not uh, one answer from Robert and Gerard Mayo, but some of the things that jumped out to me, again, it was roughly like a 40-minute press conference, right, give or take, 30, 40 minutes. So here's just a, less than two minutes, some of the things that jumped out to me. This is a day we want to celebrate Gerard taking this position. And with this generation, I mean, back when I first started playing, most of the time guys, you know, coach would say something and guys would do it. I think with this generation, it's about you have to show them that you care about them before you get into, you know, competency as far as X's and O's are concerned. I think titles are important. And I know uh, no knock to Coach Belichick, who has been a huge mentor to me over the years as a player and as a colleague. One thing I, I believe in, I don't, when I talk about leadership, most people think it's like a chessboard and a guy moving pieces on the board. I really don't uh, believe that to be correct as far as developing leaders. I think of it more as gardening, right? Gardeners really don't, they don't grow anything. They just make sure the soil is right. They, they grab the weeds out there. They water it every day and whatever grows, grows. And that's how I approach leadership. I don't wanna be, and, and we talked about it before, but collaboration is huge. For me, I'm not trying to be Bill. I'm not trying to be Bill. I think that Bill is his own man. Uh, if you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. Uh, I took a break. I went to Optum. I needed a break from Bill. Mm. I don't like echo chambers. I want people around me that are going to question my ideas or question the way we have done things in the past. Because realistically, this game's a lot different than when I, when I was drafted in 2008. So those are just some of the things that jumped out to me as sort of either kind of direct references to Bill Belichick or sort of like, you know, inadvertent ones to Belichick. Anytime you talk about generation or anytime you talk about the game's different now than it was 10, 20 years ago, isn't that a direct shot at Bill Belichick couldn't adapt with the times? That's kind of what they're saying, whether it's Robert or, or I'm sorry, Thunder or the gardener here, Gerard Mayo. Like, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's the new it. duo. Thunder and the Gardener. Thunder and the Gardener. That's the two guys today. Weeknights were, yeah. on EEI. <laughs> Give them a listen. But it was a lot of generational oh. thing, echo chamber, right? Doesn't want a lot of yes men. Doesn't want a lot of Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, uh, Josh McDaniels, Bill O'Brien's on the staff, maybe, is kind of what he's referring to. So, again, I think this could, there's a chance this could work, but a lot of this, in my mind, is also out of Mayo's hands. And I know that's crazy. You're like, well, as the head coach of the team, yeah, but if they don't find the next quarterback and that quarterback stinks or they're going through this weird search, you don't really have anybody in charge as we're three months away from the biggest pick they've had since 1993 and nobody's really running the team, that's a tough spot to be in for a head coach, whether it's somebody with a ton of experience or somebody like Gerard Mayo who's going to be coaching uh, or head coaching for the first time in his life. Yeah, the, everything that, you know, as impressed as we were with Gerard Mayo's persona and presentation today, if we just step back for a second, this guy has hit so many things that should be stacked against him so that if he does, in fact, succeed, Rich, it will be borderline astounding. So, first of all, you're replacing the greatest coach in franchise, if not NFL history. Yes. You're also trying to placate a fan base that is upset 
because said coach didn't seem to have a succession plan in place for his greatest players that led to the second half of his double dynastic run. And so you have a, a cabinet, a pantry that is bereft of talent on kind of a junky roster. Now, so you've got a, an angry fan base and you're also replacing the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. Now you're in the AFC East where every other team is good or has much better rosters than you. You're a first-time coach. You're in your 30s. You were only an inside linebackers coach for a while. Um, and you have the weight and expectations of an ownership group that believes in you but also thinks that you're going to be the person to turn everything around for them. Like, And we haven't even heard him discuss. We, we never heard from him discuss, like, Anything else schematically, it was more just about like, you know, making sure you know how to identify racism, planting a garden and uh, being a collaborative person that doesn't operate in silos. But I you're right. That was mentioned a couple of times. Echo chamber a couple of times. But God bless him. But whoa, what a tall task. And I could be in the minority here, but I actually view the non like diving into the schematics as a positive because Maybe he's got an offensive coordinator in mind, but it's not a done deal, so you can't mm-hmm. really get into that right now. Maybe he has a quarterback in mind. Maybe it's mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels, Drake May, some other guy. Like he, The offense is probably changing, so why Tyrod talk? Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> yeah, right, it's T-Mobile. So maybe maybe that's my, that's my hope, is that there's going to be enough turnover, and then at that point, because I think there was even a line in there at some point where he was like, this is something that even you know, a couple months from now we'll have a better answer on, right? Like Because yeah. I think it's crazy if you're like, yeah, we're going to get back to the playoffs next year. You can't sit there and make guarantees. Like, that's going to be used against you. So do I think not you, offer a pro- – make no promises on day one. And don't even give it – like, I did think it was very smart. Yeah, I he think – He was asked yeah. twice about, like, when he thinks he'll be able to turn the roster around, when he thinks he can reverse the fortunes of good the football team in Foxborough. said, I'm not that. big on timelines. Yep. That was good. That was pretty good. All right, let's go to Rick on 495. He joins us next year on WEEI. What's up, Rick? Hey, what's going on, Keith? Hey, if 50 was just basically like kind of walking all over what I wanted to talk about, right? Because it's like, well, you know, what, what kind of window? What, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yep. What, what kind of window? Oh, oh yeah. But, what, what kind of window like does he have? Like three to five years realistically? But I'm more curious to what you guys think. Like since he's never been like, you know, a former, a formal DC, like did he shoot himself in the foot if he failed? Like, what if he just goes, like, three losing seasons and then, like, is he going to go to work ever again? Yeah, I think he will, Rick. I think uh, NFL coaches, unless you are Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. Now, again, same coaching tree, so I guess there's always a chance. But unless you're that bad, you always get a second chance. Like, once you're a head coach, especially your young head coach, these guys always get a second crack at it. So, hypothetically, he's horrible here. Well, then you have to be a coordinator for a year or two or a college coach or whatever, and then you might get another crack at it. But, it, no, it's a great opportunity for him. I mean, he's the head coach of a team. doesn't have to leave. It's the only team he ever played for. It's the only team he ever coached as an assistant, and now he's going to be the head coach. Also, with him not being the head of player personnel, like no other head coach is. Bill was the only guy doing that. I think you're going to have to really see some glaring – like, oh, why did he use a timeout there? Why did he go for fourth down? Why did he punt it there? Like, you're going to have to see some really glaring ones. Otherwise, he'll get some of the excuses that Bill never got. Like, with, with Bill, it would be like, the offensive line sucks. Or is Gerard Mayo going to get blamed if the offensive line sucks next year? No. We're going to be like, who's the three-headed monster that's drafting the, the players? Right? So I think Mayo is going to get a little bit more of a uh, longer runway. And clearly, Kraft loves him. So I uh-huh. think Mayo is going to be... 
like minimum three years. I think he'd have to he'd have to suck out loud for like, into the fourth year for him to be gone. Yeah, I say he gets three years bare minimum. Yes, knowing full well what yeah. the turnaround is. What kind of well, Kraft's kind of bragging about how they don't hire a lot of coaches. That was something that's mm-hmm. like Jerry Jones, right? They they even held on to Garrett and maybe McCarthy too long because mm-hmm. Jerry Jones likes being the franchise that doesn't hire a lot of coaches. So, yeah, based on how they sounded today, Gerard Mayo is going to be here for a while. Yeah, he's he's going to get a chance to establish a footprint and put his handprints in the organization as well, and. You know, just basically give the team a new identity, and it's going to take a while. I I will say, I did think, and again, it's only as many have pointed out, it's only six days into him having been named and uh, the new head coach of the Patriots. You do kind of get the feeling that the job interview, like, oh, was there a job interview in the pro? Like, shouldn't he have talked to other people? Like, this job interview took place ages ago. That's why they minted him last year with that contract and made such a big deal about we're holding on to Gerard Mayo. Oh yeah. It started uh, you know, right when they met is what it, yeah, is what it yeah, felt it like. It sounds like it. Yeah. And, and this has been an ongoing process and they're going to give him time to grow whatever actually happens with the team. It sounds like there there's patience behind the scenes for the new head coach of the Patriots. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. You can uh, jump in here. Your thoughts on uh, Gerard Mayo today. How do you think he handled himself? How do you think Robert Kraft handled himself? As they were both up there uh, answering a bunch of questions. Again, they uh, it was about a forty minute press conference between the two of them, their opening statements, and all the uh, the Q and As. And then Gerard Mayo made the rounds afterwards. And and one of the sound we played for you, he was sitting down with Steve Burton. And I've been kind of alluding to the fact they're going to draft a quarterback. Now, maybe he's just playing games. Who knows? Maybe this is where uh, the honesty might not be the greatest thing in the world. But all of it's on the table for you. Uh, it's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The introductory press conference for Gerard Mayo as the new head coach of the Patriots went down today in Foxborough. Gerard Mayo now becomes the 15th head coach of the Patriots, the first African-American head coach of the team, also the first former player to coach the Patriots. Both Kraft and Mayo fielded questions from the media, and when asked about a possible GM hire, Robert Kraft had this to say. We want to see what we have in-house look what's out there in the marketplace and then do what we think is right. I know people have ideas. I can just assure you, any decision we make at this time will be to try to give the support to Gerard and put the organization in the best place it can. After the press conference, the Patriots announced that Robin Glazer has been named the Patriots Executive Vice President of Football Business and Senior Advisor to the head coach, Glazer served as New England's Senior Vice President of Business Affairs and Chief Administrative and Compliance Officer. She's been a senior executive with the Kraft Group since 2007. Celtics putting their perfect 19-0 at home record on the line tonight when they'll welcome San Antonio into the TD Garden tip-off in about 20 minutes from Causeway Street. After being questionable, Chris Porzingis and Derek White are both out for tonight's game. However, Drew Holiday will play. The Bruins have the night off tonight. They're back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll host the Avalanche at the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7 p.m. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe Show coming up. Remember, 
You can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Uh, Thunder, I call him Young Thundercat. You know, has a has a young heart. Thunder. Thunder. Not a yes, sir. Not a follower. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder. Feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. He's heading back from somewhere that he never should have been. In the thunder roll. In the thunder roll. Thunder 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 Great job by Fitzy putting that together once again as uh, Thunder. And the Gardner were up there today as uh, Gerard Mayo is the next head coach, <laughs> the newest head coach of the New England Patriots. <laughs> Put it on a shirt right now. Oh, my Lord. What Thunder. are we doing? Wild. Thunder and the Gardner. That was just, uh, it was something. Again, overall, I thought Mayo came across really well. Now, one of the questions that a lot of people probably have on their mind is the offense was so bad. And if you're going to hire a defensive coach to be the head coach, well, all eyes now, to me, are on the offensive coordinator. Like, who is going to be running the offense? And so early on in the press conference, it was asked. And let me know what you think of this answer. This question is for Gerard. Gerard, congratulations. Thank um, you. It's been reported in recent days. You've set up interviews for a defensive coordinator position and special teams coordinator position. I'm curious if you'll open a search for an offensive coordinator. And if so, what traits and experience will you prioritize? That's a great question. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, just like Thunder alluded to, everything's still under consideration. <laughs> Obviously, the staff that I've been working with. Let's just stop right there for a second. So, yeah, he did. He just like in and out. Every single thing is thunder. Like we should all refer to him as thunder. And, like we know him as thunder. He undercuts everything he says. Everything by calling is him thunder. thunder. Just like thunder. Exactly, Stiz. Just like thunder said. You guys know thunder. Like what the heck? We do we? What is this? What's happening right now? <laughs> just like Mr. Kraft said. Just like Robert said. Just like like yeah. Is it? So does Gerard, let me ask you this question. For somebody, yeah, go ahead. God, yeah. does he have to like, I, I literally was choking on my soda when I listened. I, when I, I forgot that. Like, just like yeah. thunder alluded to. God, is that awkward? It's weird. Like, it's weird. Why, it's weird. Like, it's weird. Oh, but I just want to know, like, this is, the, this is the question. What kind of establishment are you trying to set up? What kind of corporate and also cooperative culture yeah. do you want to establish on day one? This is the one maybe misstep Gerard Mayo made. Is everyone going to get the chance to call him a nickname? Like, is it going to be the nickname kind of thing? Is it going to be the hangout feel-good group? Is uh, it going to be a know. hierarchy? Like, just go, are we going to have breakout sessions on feelings bags where we get together in the emotions room together and talk about how the game went and what we think about the game plan? Any chance that's just like... Now I'm sure he calls here's him Pookie, Thunder. Here's right? Zippy. Here's here's <laughs> just, here's Big Farts. I mean, what are we gonna, what are we doing? Here's Tommy the Nose. Here's uh, Billy Mittens. Like, I my question would be. Did Mayo go into today being like, actually, you know what it kind of feels like? Now that you think about it a little bit more, it feels like somebody dared him to do it. And then when he said he would do it, they were like, you got to do it like 10 times. 
because this feels like him and maybe McCordy, who was there asking questions about like when he's going to party and like all these other stuff. I bet somebody's like, you don't have the stones to call him thunder in front of everybody. I could totally see that. He's like, yeah, I do. He's like, yeah, you, do. you think? Oh, you don't, you don't think? Of, <laughs> who Bitch, can, I'm the HC of the NEP. Yeah. I can do what I want. Who can say meow the most times? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Like that's what it was. And then was he it, went up. There. I mean, but he's not the weatherman <laughs> in like Alabama or Wisconsin who recently wove all the lyrics to Enter Sandman into his forecast and it then was, did a cool IG about it. It was it was odd, but anyway, here's the. If you put that to this side, here's the offensive coordinator question, or the coordinator's question. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, I would say, just like Thunder alluded to, everything's still <laughs> under consideration. Um, obviously, the staff that- You know what should be under consideration? Don't call him that. Knock it off with that. I don't get it. I think yeah. it, it's too much. It's much too much. What Even if, if Kraft said- told him, like, yes, I like that. You know, yeah, go, run, run with it. You know, like, what if Kraft Maybe is he like, loves you know. It. Maybe he I'm, absolutely I'm loves it. Taka, 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 like, <laughs> Things were so bad with Belichick that, you know, yeah. at a certain point they wouldn't look at each other. Oh, we saw it how frosty on the relationship yeah. was. Right. That now this, like, presents a different side of Robert Kraft. Maybe, maybe this just is one of the guys. he wanted to be. He's just one of the guys. He's got, he's got yeah. a nickname for oh, Pete's Lamar sake. Jackson, like, Meek Mill texts me about yeah. Lamar Jackson wanting to play here. Gerard, the head coach, calls me Thunder. I'm cool, guys. <laughs> calls me Thunder. Just like Thunder alluded to, everything's still under consideration. Um, obviously, the staff that... I've been working with isn't the staff that I've chosen, but everything's under evaluation. One thing I would say with all of my coaches, the number one thing is developing people. And with this generation, I mean, back when I first started playing, most of the time guys, you know, coach would say something and guys would do it. I think with this generation, it's about, you have to show them that you care about them before you get into, you know, competency as far as X's and O's are concerned. And that's one thing I feel like with all my coaches, they should know the players. They should know the, the, their room better than I do. They're closer. Um, they're closer to those guys, and they have that day-to-day interaction. But to me, whether we're talking offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, all that stuff is under eval. And my number one thing is I want to bring in developers. So there's no way Bill O'Brien's back, right? No. His name never no. even came up. At the press no. conference, and he's under contract. Mm-hmm. And if Mayo and Kraft wanted him back, not that you have to lead with that, right? Today is about Gerard Mayo, but you would have thought somewhere in there with the offensive coordinator questions or the titles questions or the offensive philosophy or changing the offense, Bill O'Brien's name would have come up if you had any mm-hmm. hopes of keeping him. So he's gone. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of who do you bring in? And is it Gerard Mayo say? Is it Robert and Jonathan say? Is it. I don't know. Matt Groves say, Elliot Wolf say, like who's who's in charge? It should be the head coach in this case, right? Like the players, that's sort of a different thing. That's why you have GMs, but the coaches should be allowed to fill out their staff. So that's the one of the, I guess, the three biggest stories now in the off season. Who's going to take over as like the final say with player personnel? Who's the offensive coordinator, and who do they take at number three? Isn't that yeah, it? And- <clears throat> And while you were while we were at break and then replaying over and over Callahan's question and the thunderific answer there for Mayo, which ultimately led to uh, another good answer that sort of shines uh, or sheds some light on the way he thinks and how they're going to do business around here, at least in terms of organizationally and, and how the, how they'll engage people again, what they're going to do schematically and what kind of team they're going to be. They may not even know yet. I don't know. No, and I that don't could be do. a cause for concern. Yeah. 
The big questions I just keep wanting to ask over and over again are, what's the best thing about Mayo taking over? What concerns you the most about Mayo taking over? And do you believe his lack of experience will be the biggest detriment? Or will the biggest detriment be what is already being perceived, Rich, to be organizational heavy-handed involvement? So it definitely feels like when you replace Bill Belichick, they don't feel like there's any one person, and they're right, to take over for Bill. But they also, at this point, don't feel like, oh, you just get a head coach and a GM and you're cooking with gas. So therefore, the owners or ownership is going to be more involved. That's what it feels like. I do think the best part of Gerard Mayo, the players seem to like him. I am all for young coaches. There's plenty of successful head coaches in their 30s in the NFL today. The former player thing, I think, is actually uh, is a help, especially when I'm so anti-hiring anybody on the Bill Belichick coaching tree. So, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Mayo does fall into that. But he's the only one on the whole list that also played. So maybe he can break away from Judge, Mangini, McDaniels, Patricia, all those guys. Uh, so I at least I like that part of it. Um, the thing I don't like about it, again, I know I'm a broken record with it, but he's a defensive guy. You already had a good defense. Now you have a defensive guy overseeing the, the whole thing. I want an offensive guy. So if he goes out and gets a really good offensive coordinator, then I'll feel a lot better. Then, like, whatever kind of negatives there were to it, there's there's less of right like if 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 they know that they need to address that and they can't be like just say it and then patchwork it then you get to the draft and you know three of their top four picks are defensive players you're gonna be like well what the hell like what is what is happening like that's that's the side of the ball that really needs the most work yeah I mean had you ever heard of <clears throat> before you jump back to the calls had you ever heard of this Ben Slowick guy before he took over Bobby Slowick Bobby Slowick well sorry. no but he was with the, he was with Shanahan so I'm not opposed to anybody who was coached with Shanahan McVay or McDaniel and giving them a go like I'm, I'm in on all those yeah, guys honest to God yeah. um who is it it's the guy that uh the guy that took over down in Tampa this year I'm not sure if he's the OC or the QB's coach but he's had this crazy good track record and got Baker back on track this year if Ben Johnson has a quarterbacks yeah. coach that he's worked with who understands it, like bring in somebody new because as a Patriots fan, when I watch the Houston Texans with a rookie defensive minded coach and a top uh, a number two quarterback, Patriots obviously picking number three and a decent defense in place, and they don't exactly have greater wide receiver talent, save for, of course, Tank Dell, who got hurt several weeks ago. Right. When I see that and I think, oh, so if you get Jaden Daniels and you have a really good draft and you're bringing a progressive-minded guy who's part of that Shanahan-adjacent tree, you're telling me that I could be watching the Patriots in the wild card round next year? Okay, I'm in. I mean, even if it's two years, right? Like I don't. I, the NFL is set up for parity. They want teams to go from worst to first. But if you mm-hmm. go four wins and if you can jump back into that eight-win category and then the next year you're within striking distance of a playoff spot, that should be sort of what the goal is. Or just don't lose two games in a row in the middle of the season by a combined score of 72-3. to three. Yeah, they got pants. They got pants pretty bad there. Back to the phones. We got Johnny in Walpole. He joins us next. Hey, Johnny. Hey, boys. Hey. So first and foremost, the minute you brought up uh, Thundercat, I, I was thinking, um, you know, Battlecat. And what, what is Bill Belichick, Skeletor, and Fitzy? Here's a hint. You know what? Is Jonathan Kraft, is he not – from Spaceballs, you know, Rick Moranis. He's just, he thinks he's Doc Helmet. Jonathan Kraft not <laughs> appearing today. That's just disgusting. And it shows you they're on a downward slide. This is gone. And I feel sad for, you know, Gerard Mayo was a great player. 
and he he's stuck with between these two imbeciles. But oh, okay, there you go. There's John. There, there's in. a portion of the fan base. Yeah, people are mad. Walpole. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, not just a cautionary tale. Like you know, he represents a portion of the fan base. You can check any major tweet or social media engagement today over a question and a Q and A involving Gerard Mayo and local reporters just from the presser. And you'll see, like, that's my head coach. I'm so excited. Uh, you know, like, it's a new era of Patriots football. Refreshment. Hey, guess what? Someone who answered questions at length and gave me an, a detailed reply as opposed to, you know, grumble, 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 you know, Hamburglar, Belichick stuff. Yeah. And then you're also going to get, this is woke crap. We're doomed. This team is in a slide. He's, he's you know, he's done before he even coached his first game. Like, I mean, again, the polarization of Patriot Nation these days is just... But I think in a way, there was like a Patriots fan civil war going on. I think they're actually united in being pissed on how all this is going. I think they're mad at the crafts. Mm. Like, I don't know if it's just uh, the, the, like, the vocal minority on Twitter or whatever, but it seems mm. like there's still a, a big part of the fan base that is like, how could you possibly move on from Bill Belichick? So those people are pissed. They're going to be pissed until the season turns or unless things unless they start winning, which we're months and months away from that even having a chance. So they're pissed because Bill's gone. Then you have a group of fans who are saying it was the right move to move on from Bill, but I wanted Mike Vrabel, or I wanted an offensive guy, or I at least wanted like an interview process, or I wanted an actual GM to take over and pick the players. So at that point. You're kind of like both sides are in agreement right now that they don't like the way things are being run. To which to which you then have to turn and say, okay, well, if you trusted us to pull all the right strings and make all the right moves before, how do how come we don't get to do it now? Is is it the is it the lack of is it the inactivity from Robert Kraft and the optics maneuvering that took place around Brady and then ultimately Belichick? that has caused a portion of the fan base to lose their faith yeah, I in think the owner that's done nothing or at least seems to have done nothing but whatever has been in the best interest of the football team for three decades? Well, yeah, there's that. And it's also now that the like the dynasty is officially, officially over. Now it's over in 19, maybe even 18 in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But you still have Bill Belichick. And if you're looking at the three guys who were here the whole time, it was you know Brady, Belichick, and Kraft, that's also the order of importance, right? Like the quarterback, the coach, and then the owner. And so I think for a fan base to come to terms with the QB and the coach are gone, you already saw the QB go somewhere else, win a Super Bowl, and was good for two more years. It's, who knows where the coach goes and, and how much success he has. But now you have the owner, and then you're kind of grasping at straws. And the roster's never been so bad. This roster is... I don't remember. A, I don't remember a Pat's roster being this, this bad. Yeah, uh, but then, yeah. but then again, now it's like, oh, the roster was terrible. The drafts have been awful recently. And then now, but you can also turn to the 2023 draft and go, well, I mean, I guess if they get a starting cornerback and they get a starting guard and a starting defensive end, and they got a punter, and they also, you know, hey, Kicker? maybe it wasn't so, but they also did pick Ryland. So. <laughs> You know, there might be some, there could certainly be some good in there, especially with a guy like uh, Gonzalez. All right, let's go to uh, Garrick on 495. What's up, Garrick? On a 495, actually. Yeah, big fan, Rich. And thank you. you've been listening to you since your days with Maddie. Oh, thanks like so that? much. Right. Appreciate you, brother. I was, uh, I'm probably in the minority here, but I don't want to take a quarterback. 
I'd rather take Marvin Harrison than take a quarterback in the second. Every team in our division, they all got that one guy downfield that's scary. Who do we have like that? No one. I would I would much rather grab him, bring someone in, and then see if Mac is actually fully broken and bring someone in to compete with him. That's all. All right. what your guys' thoughts were. Thanks, Garrett. Well, I'll tell you, you're calling the one show. Now, I haven't heard everybody's take on it, but I feel like me and Fitzy are the only take Marvin Harrison guys going. So, oh, we are the, and we are by far rich. The, I don't think anybody I, else is tell that. you. Yeah. I have been the John speaking, you know, <clears throat> with memes a million popping up today and all over just because that's the day and age we live in. Yeah, yeah. I am alongside you. The Jon Snow meme standing up against the army of 500 just holding my sword drawn on the idea of, like, if you got Marvin Harrison Jr. and Bo Nix, you'd be off to a terrific start. People are like, dude, you actually want Bo Nix? The guy sucked in every game for 60-something. People hate Bo Nix for some reason. Why? What did he do? Yeah, I I like him. Well, he's old, and he sucked at Auburn. So, I mean, I guess it's like you don't count what he did at Oregon. I guess. I don't know. That's what I've heard as well because you and I both like that plan. I'm, it, it. But it's not because, you know, one thing you're hearing, and Hart was losing his mind the other day on uh, Twitter, then on the show about people being like, oh, there's a lot of first-round bust quarterbacks, so don't take one in the first. I'm like, well, that's not the reason to not take one in the first. It's if you think Marvin Harrison is going to be a Hall of Famer and the best player in the draft, and it's also a vitally important position, which you have none, I'll take Harrison. I'll take a guy like Bo Nix at 34, uh-huh. and then I'll go from there. So I'm I'm good with that. But – I would say the majority of people would rather have Jaden Daniels or Drake May. And to me, that's also not the worst plan in the world. The worst plan would be Joe Alt. I'm sure he's a nice man. I'm sure, and I know it's an important position, but if they take a tackle in the top five, I'm going to lose my mind. Also, And you can watch and listen to us lose our minds on the draft show coming up this April on WEI and across all broadcast streams. Uh, Lance Zerline from NFL.com was on. The Midday Show Monday with Brad Foe and Cadlick, uh, the new uh, Thunder Thunder and Gardner. Gardner. Get those guys together. The original Thunder and Gardner. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Lance Zerline said, if I'm the Patriots, I'm trading back. Of course. Bill's gone, but the things stay the same. Well, whose choice would it be to trade back? As of right now, nobody. They don't have anybody running the team with the most important draft just a few months away. All right, you guys can join us. It's also a Would You Rather Wednesday, so we'll get to some of those questions and your calls at 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. I don't like echo chambers. I want people around me that are going to question my ideas or question the way we have done things in the past. Because realistically, this game's a lot different than when I when I was drafted in 2008. Feels like not one but two shots directly at Bill Belichick. That was Gerard Mayo. That was part of his uh, intro press conference today. You know, anytime you bring up the generation thing, that feels like kind of an obvious one. But the echo chamber, one of the criticisms of Bill Belichick has been, look at his coaching staff over the last several years. It is guys that uh, have left and come back, guys he's familiar with. It's his kids. Like, it's he doesn't go outside the trust tree in the nest 
for his staff. And so you would assume if he's in a meeting, you think Steve, Brian, Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, uh, Josh McDaniels, they're going to really push back significantly on Belichick? Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Whereas Gerard Mayo, at least is what he's saying publicly, is Gerard Mayo wants something different than that. And that is, once again, I circle back to hoping he is willing to really change the offense, bring in somebody who is not tied to the Patriots, is not going to try to run some version of Charlie Weiss's offense, and change things up. And I think, at least in that sense, Mayo, that was some of his best stuff today, I thought, was that he uh, he's not committed, really, to anybody on this staff, wouldn't get into that, and really not even committed to any of the players on the team. And why should you be? You're, you were 4-13 and last year. Does Mayo strike you as somebody who's going to come in and try to do things differently just to prove that he can do things differently? Because he doesn't to me. No, I don't think it's that. I think they need results. So I think if the, if the defense looks similar to the way it's looked in years past, it probably should. Mayo's been on the staff. They've actually had success. Mm-hmm. But some of the other areas that need improvement, like that's what needs to be changed, right? If they wanted everything to be the same, they probably just would have kept Bill. So I think, I think uh, Gerard definitely would be ready to uh, – Make some changes. All right, let's go to the phones. We got uh, David in Florida. He joins us next. What's up, David? Hey, I thought Mayo just completely embarrassed himself. I thought he was just very childish, silly. I mean, yes, calling Kraft Thunder. I mean, does he, does he say, like, what's up, Thunder, when he's passing him in so the hallway? So, David, I'm I mean, with you. The Thunder the thunder thing was odd, but what other than that were, did you not like? Uh, uh I want to be careful when I say this, but I promise you there's no reason to delete me or, or drop me. But it almost seemed like he was making a, like a silly racial slight when he, when he said he was, he's different than Belichick. I don't know. I mean, did, uh, I mean, he is half his age. Uh, I would say that is pretty significant. Yeah, I mean, the, the race was obviously brought up. He is the first black head coach in the history of, of the mm-hmm. Patriots, that's worth noting, and it, mm-hmm. you know, for Mayo, and uh, it was very important to him, and it should be. I have no problem with that. I think that's David Grassman and Straws. As much as we're making fun of the Thunder thing, because it is odd, he's calling another man Thunder several times throughout the press conference. Not just another man, a man <laughs> who's more than double his age and is also his yeah. employer. Right, the owner of the team was eighty plus years old. He called him Thunder a bunch of times, but outside of that, and he was up there for a while. I don't know what he did to really embarrass himself. Like I don't. I don't see anything. He said he was different than Bill. He is different than Bill. He played in the league. Bill didn't play in the league. He's 37, for God's sakes. Bill's been a head coach for 30 years, give or take. He's a defensive ne- coordinator. He's yeah, been, like, Dr- all he's done is coach his whole life. This is Mayo's first real crack at being a head coach. It's different to talk yeah. to everything, relatability, engagement, interaction, collaboration. It sounds like this is going to be a running dialogue, however – Mayo is going to have to be the one who puts his final stamp. This is a good text. The caller is the type of the guy to be like, not to be racist, but, and then say the most racist thing you've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I don't That's even never, think we I need to. Need, I don't yeah. think we need to put that in, can I get a ruling at nine? Like, nope. hey, if I couch it with, I don't want to be a racist, but does that mean I'm a racist? It does. That's my bad. Next time anybody, at least on this show, starts to preface that not to be a racist, I'll just hang up. I don't need to hear the rest of it. I like it. I don't need to hear the rest of it. Good rule. So that is a rule. That is added to the board of rules here on the show. Right, writing it down now. That is a promise. All right, let's go to uh, Paul in Rhode Island. He joins us next. Hey, Paul. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Hey, Richie. Hey, Fitzy. Hey. Listen, good for the guy. Mm -hmm. Ben Listen, all I can ask from the crafts, please go outside for the GM. Please. This guy... 
that's got a chance to be a great young uh, head coach like everybody else. But please do not go within for the GM position. That's all I have to freaking say today. All right. You can bet in anything from the inside. Okay, maybe you can go get Schwartz for the, for the uh, defensive coach. Paul, but Paul. As a G, go ahead. Gee, enough with Schwartz. Did you, how, did, <laughs> how did Schwartz's defense look last weekend? Listen. Paul, no, how did it look? Listen. How did it look? It was based on one game. The the guy has experience. Well, Paul, they don't okay. need a defensive coach, dude. For the love of Pete, but, now he's just Rich, doing it. To, Rich, now we, he's just we, doing it to pull my leg, and I don't want that done. Well, I, it, but which is great. Now it's a bit. Now Schwartz, least, like, sure. we're talking about GMs. GM, that was a great call by uh, Paul. He was like, I don't yeah. want an in-house guy. I don't mm-hmm. want Elliot. So rather than uh, let's just get the guys that were sort of in the room with Belichick all this time. If you if you hate Belichick's picks so much, let's maybe get somebody yeah. from the outside. That's fine. That's maybe, a take. And then maybe we can and maybe get Schwartz. I don't hey, want have we Schwartz ever asked, on defense. I don't think Paul. I don't think we've ever asked Rich. Yeah, is Paul's last name Schwartz? What if he's Jim Schwartz's dad? You know what? Then that would be the only reasonable explanation for what it has is been going on only, for the last several months. It has to be. He's got to be related to him. Or maybe Jim Schwartz is married to Paul from Rhode Island's daughter. It's possible. Yeah, son-in-law. That's fine. That that could be the case. But, yeah, anyway, I, I don't need, don't want nor need Jim Schwartz. How about this? Just uh, just This just into the news desk. Uh, Adam Schefter saying the Dallas Cowboys will not be making a head coaching change, and Mike McCarthy is coming back for the 2024 season. <laughs> He's got a full year to figure out how to lose in the first round more gracefully next so year. So And be more prepared for disappointment. What are Dallas, they doing? You Bill have... Belichick is available. Bill Belichick is out there, and as much as I was ready to move on from him here, that's the kind of guy they need for a couple years in Dallas. Their biggest weakness is is coach. Their quarterback's good. They have one of the best receivers in the league. They got a good defense. They have the best defensive player in the league. They have all they have everything there. The coach is a boob and Bill Belichick's available. So do you think Jerry Jones maybe got wind that Bill didn't want the job? Cuz I feel like they waited a few days. They just got blown out on Sunday. We're talking here on Wednesday. Now the news is coming out. So do you think maybe they got wind that Bill actually really likes this Atlanta gig or something because that would have been a perfect spot for Bill, for the Cowboys, for football, and instead Mike McCarthy runs it back. What a joke. I, Rich, the, the, the biggest head-scratcher to me was not, or jaw-dropper, I should say, rather, was not like, why? because lo- I've been talking for weeks here on this very program and on this very station about how impressed I was with Jordan Love and the development of that young Green Bay offense. Yeah. So the fact that they were able to put up some points, surprisingly, that didn't surprise me. How poorly, how piss poorly prepared Dallas was for that game. Awful. How shocked they were and how easily Green Bay not only was able to jump their routes when they were playing defense, but also move the ball on offense. That clearly points back to the head coach. The head yeah. coach did oh, yeah. not have them ready to play, period. So there you go. Cross off a team on uh, Belichick's potential next landing spot. Everybody, I mean, it's all... Twitter was talking about during the Cowboys Packers game over the weekend was just one Bill Belichick meme after the next Bill Belichick's going to Dallas. He is not. Adam Schefter says Mike McCarthy is staying for one more year, two hours down, two hours to go on the rich Keefe show here on this. uh, Would you rather Wednesday with Fitzy get back to your calls reacting to Gerard Mayo's 
intro press conference with Robert Kraft, uh, Thunder, right there alongside. Uh, again, this is the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I.